Welcome to Yell at Your Fat, a lighthearted show devoted to lightening up both figuratively and literally. My name is Wendy. This is episode. <laughs> this, is, this is episode 11 of 139. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I just messed that up. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the show. I am really very, very happy to be able to do this show for you. And I am just so thrilled that for whatever reason, you're listening to me right now. (laughs) And it's just really exciting to know that you guys are ready. You're ready to seek out information and make a change in your life. And I've just got one word for you. Outstanding. (laughs) How'd you like that? Out flipping standing. That should be a word. Out flipping standing with little hyphens. <laughs> okay. I'd like to say up front that I am not a licensed dietitian or nutritionist or doctor. I'm just a girl that has lost 139 pounds by changing my brain and utilizing diet and exercise tricks to their fullest potential. I've been through this and succeeded, and I want to pass on the things I've learned to you. Fat shouldn't be something that makes you sad. It's something that should irritate you and motivate you to change. Yell at your fat. So let's yell at your fat right now. (laughs) Let's yell at my fat. Let's yell at everybody's fat. This is what Angie from Manitoba, Canada wanted to say to her fat. I hate you, fat. Why are you still around? You're no good. You need to find another home to rest your ugly blubber on. I am so done with you. You are dead to me. Leave me alone. L O L. I think the LOL was from her to me, not from her to her fat, but we're just going to use it. <laughs> okay. Here's one from Kimberly. You stupid fat. I'm sick of looking at you. I'm sick of you jiggling around. You better get used to the idea of going somewhere else because you are not welcome anymore. Okay. And here's another one from an adorable girl. She is just an adorable girl. And her name is Little Iron Horse. And she said that she was too shy to call, but said I could read you her rant um, today. So here we go. Fat, you are so inconvenient. You make me tired. You make it hard for me to get through my day. I hate how you make me feel shy around other people and how you make me look when I dance. I hate how you keep me from doing the athletic things I dream of like climbing and horseback riding and skiing. Fat, get out of my life. I don't want you anymore. That was great. And I want to read you all the rest of her email because I just think it's outstanding. I mean, it was just a really neat email. So everybody, I've got listener mail. I got listener mail. I got listener mail. Oh, there's mail out there and I got it. It's listener mail. Hi, Wendy. I just wanted to drop you a line because you are continuing to inspire me. I listen to a bit of your podcast every day. It is so refreshing to hear about a real girl doing this on her own and succeeding. 
Like you were, I am just over 300 pounds at the moment, and until I heard your story, I just could not have imagined it being possible to get down to your size. Your drive to compete in marathons has inspired me to sign up for a short walk run in September. If I can't handle the jogging, I can at least walk it. And here's the best part of her email. If you do not mind, I would like to steal the picture on your website of you and your sister running in the marathon to post on my wall next to my computer for inspiration. Thanks from the Chili Canuck. (laughs) That was just so completely and utterly awesome. I absolutely loved that email. I cannot explain. She wants to put a picture of my sister and me on her wall. This type of thing just does not happen every day. I mean, complete strangers just don't come up to me and ask me if they can use my picture of me and my sister for inspiration. That that just does not happen, and I think it's absolutely awesome. I am so touched by that. So, so, so touched by that. And I read the email to my sister, Julie, and she's the one in the photo with me. And we both actually started to tear up as as I read it, and, and she, we were thinking about that day. So... Little Iron Horse, you absolutely have my permission to do that. And instantly, that picture is on my wall. It's next to my desk. So it gives me inspiration too, because I I look at the smiles on our faces. And if those of you haven't haven't seen it yet, it, you just go to yellatyourfat.com and click on the photo gallery. And you can scroll down and there's a picture of my sister and I, and we're wearing um, matching pink uh, tank tops and we're running in this marathon and we just have the the neatest smiles on our faces and um, it, it was just the moment where we were getting ready to cross the cross the finish line and I just remember it being so surreal and I was just so happy to have my sister Julie there with me because in addition to being my sister she also happens to be one of the most precious people in the world to me she's just an amazing person. I love her to death. And I always, I always get her to go along with me on crazy things like this. (laughs) I'm not going to say she's gullible, but she's, she's, I don't know. I think she trusts me. And and I that's a good thing, but there's this trust that she has in me that I'm not going to, you know, lead her astray, you know, and she's my older sister (laughs) and she trusts me, but um, I always get her to do crazy things and she'll just find herself um, sitting in some strange play, you know, some off the wall, weird play <laughs> or something. Oh, I took her to, I took her to a ventriloquist that um, his dogs are the, are the puppets, like his real life dogs. He has these little mechanisms that he puts over their faces. It's not a harmful thing and it's not it's not a hurtful thing I and mean, it sounds like it's he's being mean to him but no he he loves his dogs they're really sweet happy dogs and he puts these little um masks kind of on their nose and it looks like they're talking and anyway, just a couple of weeks ago I found myself sitting next to her at this really really silly thing and looking over at her and she was smiling and just going along with it so I'll just, I'll find her, she'll, she'll find herself anywhere with me, like hiking up the side of some cliff, you know, just like clinging on to the side of these rocks. And she's like thinking, why are we doing this again? And I'm like, oh, cause we want to see what's on the other side. Don't you want to see what's on the other side? Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so 
she's she's just really a good sport. And oh, the other day, because she's been out visiting, she's just uh, she lives in Oregon, and she came out to visit Arizona for quite some time. She was out here um, helping out with some things, and um, so she was staying with us, and she was standing in my kitchen one time just a couple of days ago, and watching me sing and dance to that song. I don't feel like dancing, you know. Um, but if you don't feel like dancing, no sir, no dancing today. Don't feel like dancing, dancing. Even if I got nothing better to do, don't feel like dancing. <laughs> I love that song. I just, it's one of those songs that just gets in there. And you know, like Devil with a Blue Dress on, one of those songs, it's just, it's in there. And so I started, I said, oh, Julie, have you heard this song? I just love this song. She goes, no, of course I haven't heard that. Let me, you know, let me hear it. So of course I, I, I play it and I'm dancing around my kitchen and singing it the entire time for probably, I don't know, I sang it over and over, but she stood there the entire time and just smiled at me the entire time. So she's just so patient with me and she, she just loves me. <laughs> And I love her too. Julie, I know you're listening. Thank you for always putting up with me <laughs> and for trying crazy, silly things with me. And I love you. Um, and I don't know if you remember this or not, folks, but during episode number nine, I mentioned that I had never run in any race other than three marathons. I had never run in a 5K or a 10K, you know, nothing. Um, well, Julie hadn't ever run in any kind of race either, and that's why it was so cool when she agreed to run in that marathon with me, because neither of us had ever, you know, I had done a marathon by myself, but neither of us had ever even done, you know, a shorter race. So she was really, you know, very curious about this whole marathon thing, and and, and I got her to do it with me. Well, a couple of weekends ago, I snagged her by the arm, and by golly, we both went out and ran a 5K. <laughs> It was awesome. And we just had an absolute blast. And, you know, it was actually a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And I don't want to scare anybody because I know a lot of you are really working hard, working up to a 5K. I don't want to scare you by saying it's a lot harder. It's it's different. It's different than what I'm used to because I've kind of gotten used to this pace of um, going through this long haul of 26.2 miles in a marathon. And, you know, you kind of go at a really slow pace and there's people every single second, like I've, I've said before, there's so much support during a marathon. It's just everywhere. Well, in 5Ks um, and other runs, it might not necessarily be that way. And that was the case here. There were several points during the 5K where there were no people. And uh, we just kind of found ourselves just running along, <laughs> you know. So, um, but, but. And also just to kind of go a little bit faster, because the people that were running with us were obviously running to win it. I mean, they were just running really fast. And so it was very easy to get caught up in the speed of the whole thing and just kind of go a little faster than we should have. But here is the biggest difference. And I mean, it might not be a big difference to other people, but it was a huge difference to me. Did you know that they let little kids run in 5Ks? <laughs> I mean, this is just something that's not in the brochure, people. <laughs> now, listen, every single kid but one beat me. <laughs> they were like 25 kids. There were 25 kids and 24 of them finished faster than I did. <laughs> and they were little legs. They just got little itty bitty legs. I have no idea how this happened. I, I don't know what to make of this. I really, really don't. But I'm thinking, 
I'm, you know, to save my ego, next time that I run a 5K, I'm just going to have to tape some candy <laughs> or money to my back, you know, with a big sign that says, if you don't pass me, I'll give you candy. <laughs> There'll be this trail of kids behind me with chocolate all <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny. That's really funny. <laughs> A guy pushing two kids in a stroller past me. I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I had fun though. I really, really did. And so did Julie. It was, it was a lot of fun. And I was so excited to do another one that last weekend I, I got in the car. I was ready to run the 5k. There was another 5k going on this last weekend. At the last minute, I just scribbled out the X that was in the 5k box and put an X in the 10k box. What do you think about that? <laughs> so uh, just a couple weeks, a couple days ago, I just ran a 10K. I just ran a 10K and I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. And, and there's another one coming up this weekend. So I'm just going to do it again. I'm on a 10K roll, baby. <laughs> How did I get here? <laughs> I have no idea. What was I talking about? I was yelling at somebody's fat. Okay. I was yelling at somebody's fat, and now I'm talking about my plans for next weekend, but I, I have no idea. Okay, no, it was Little Iron Horse. Thank you so much for your email, and you definitely have my permission to put any picture you like on your wall, and just so you know, you single-handedly made the day of both me and my sister, so thank you so, so much for that. Um, okay, let's hear from a few more listeners now. This next one is from Susanna. Dear Wendy, thank you so much for your honesty and bravery on your podcast. Your story is inspirational and motivational. Two great things that go great together. I freaking love that you are vegan. I am as well. I am also exploring the world of raw foods. The healthy vegans I know describe themselves as being 60 to 80% raw in their diet. Do you do this? I have been on and off my healthy vegan eating program for six months now. I bounced up to 190, I'm 5'6", two weeks ago. I do really well for a few weeks, then I lose motivation. I decided this time, if I was going to be successful, I needed to get to it fast. So I came across your podcast and started listening to it while I walked to work. 30 minutes, one and a half miles. You have been doing a fabulous job inspiring me and keeping me believing in myself. Thank you. Lastly, I love that you yell at your fat. But everything needs balance. My new mantra I have been saying to my body is, I love you, body. You're awesome. I promise to only fuel you with good food. So you no longer need to hold on to all that yucky fat. It's okay to let go of it because I'm going to take good care of you from now on. <laughs> In the last week and a half, I have lost seven pounds and 2% of body fat. Thank you again. Much love to you, Susanna. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you, Susanna, for writing me that great email. I loved that you decided to promise your body that you would feed it good food. That was so great. I, I just love the loving your body. That was just wonderful. And I may do a love your fat episode sometime <laughs> because that was kind of nice. You know what? Right around April Fool's Day, be looking for love your fat. <laughs> the whole show will be backwards. Everything I say will be the opposite of what you should do. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Um, but no, thank you so much for that. And I, I, I wanted to answer her question. She asked if I was a raw vegan and the answer is no, I'm not. And I'll explain why. But for those of you who aren't really sure what a raw vegan is, um, because raw vegans are vegans, um, <laughs> you kind of get that from the word vegan <laughs> in the title. Um, but they, like myself, they, they don't eat any animal products at all. So they are vegan. And then they only eat foods that are raw. And to be considered raw, um, it's not, it's in addition to just like raw fruits and vegetables, which is what you'd imagine. It's also any food that is vegan and not cooked over 118 degrees Fahrenheit at any point during its processing. So if it never reached 118 degrees, um, it is still considered raw and that would be part of a raw vegan diet. So, and I completely think that eating raw vegan foods is very, very healthy and you're, you know, you're getting the food in its most natural state. I mean, nothing's been done to it at all. I mean, all the micronutrients are still intact and, and your body doesn't have to deal with anything processed at all. So it is very, very healthy. But, um, and I'm just going to be completely honest here. I mean, that's what this whole show is about is just me being honest about how I do things and what I prefer and, and how I was successful. Um, so just being honest, there are some vegan foods that are very, very good and very good for me that I have grown to just love and depend on every single day. And I just honestly, just to be blunt about it, I just really don't want to give those foods up. <laughs> They're very, very good. And like a few of them are like burritos and, and pasta and, and baked potatoes and baked tofu, steamed vegetables, baked beans, oatmeal, cereal, whole grain bread, um, roasted pumpkin seeds. I love those. And popcorn. That's like one of my favorite things is popcorn. Oh, and Oreos. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding about the Oreos. I don't eat Oreos. I do not eat Oreos anymore. <laughs> the end. Okay. <laughs> so for me personally, being a raw vegan just wouldn't work for my lifestyle and my food preferences. But um, thank you so much for your email and your questions, Susanna. That was really, really nice of you to, to email me. And here's another email from a listener named Vicky, and it's a little bit similar in that Vicky actually suggests a raw vegan smoothie in her email. So here's a bit of what she had to say. Wendy, I found your podcasts on iTunes just a couple of days ago, and I'm racing through listening to them. I love that you have a kooky sense of humor like me. I love listening to your songs and your dad. He seems really supportive, which is great. Today, I found, yes, in small town Iowa, your light vanilla silk soy milk. As a daughter of a dairy farmer, I can give it a thumbs up. It will take me a while to make the switch, but I really think that I can get used to that flavor. I made smoothies today with the soy milk and berries, and my kids love them. Wondered if you've ever heard of green smoothies. My friend introduced me to them, and my kids love them as well. They are all fruit and have no dairy in them. And here's an example. Blend two frozen bananas, two oranges, a cupful of frozen pineapple, water, and then blend and blend and blend some more. And then add two cups or so of spinach. Yes, I said spinach. <laughs> blend and blend and blend some more until smooth. I was so skeptical at first. I mean, who wouldn't be? but the spinach has no flavor at all. I guess that's why I typically use lots of salad dressing on it. This is a way to get your greens and not even know it. And my three picky kids really like them. I have also tried frozen peaches with good results. 
I have been told that you can use kale, but that's hard to come by in the middle of winter in Iowa, so I stick with spinach. If you use blueberries, the spinach will turn the smoothie brown, but it will still have the same principle and won't taste bad. I have struggled with weight my entire life, and after losing my grandma to a heart attack caused by diabetes and seeing my mom having lots of joint trouble and varicose veins, it is time to make a change for myself and my family. I am a married mom of three kids, a nurse, and a full-time student, so you'd think I have plenty of good nutrition knowledge. Unfortunately, knowing it and implementing it are two very different things. You have lots of good ideas, and I think it's great you are willing to help others. You are totally right about the weight loss surgery. As a nurse, I have seen lots of people who have had those surgeries, lost the weight, and gained it all back. It didn't fix the mental mindset we as heavy people have. Keep up the good work, and thanks for helping us change our minds. You are doing what lots of doctors forget to do, help you live your daily life and make good food choices. Vicki in Iowa. And Vicki, <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that email, Vicki. And I've, I have corresponded with Vicki a couple times after that email. And she's a really, really sweet person. And she is, like she said, the daughter of a dairy farmer. And I was so excited that she gave soy milk the thumbs up. Um, being a daughter of a dairy farmer, she's had to deal a lot with um, impressions of soy milk and, and, and versus milk and things. And I was just really pleased that she gave it a try. She said that she didn't know if she could drink it around her father, <laughs> but other than that, no, you know, she's, she's, was really nice to try it. And, and I'm really glad she enjoys it. And I also have to say, out of all of the things I have been skeptical of in my life, drinking a smoothie with spinach in it is way up there. <laughs> on the list. <laughs> I'm just being honest here. <laughs> the word yuck is seriously coming to my mind right now. <laughs> I mean, I have heard of people drinking grass and things like, have you heard of people drinking grass, like um, mixing up blending grass and eating it? I, I used to know this really sweet lady. Her name was Myrtle. And, and that's just kind of an indicative of her, her sweetness. Anybody, anybody whose name is Myrtle, I mean, it's just adorable. Myrtle, and she would eat dandelions for breakfast. I'm not kidding. And I don't remember, I used to work with her, and I don't remember how I got on this topic with her one time, but she told me um, that every morning that she, she would go out into her yard and pick dandelions. And then she would come back into the kitchen and then she would have some brown rice um, already cooked. And then she would put the dandelions on the rice and then she would pour um, fruit juice on it. <laughs> and then she would eat it. She ate it. <laughs> I don't even like the smell of dandelions. I. I, I don't, I don't, oh man, I, I don't know. Something just does not sit right with me. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm, this is reminding me of that story. So I've got to get off of the Myrtle uh, dandelion thing. And I got to get back to this Vicky green smoothie thing because I decided, and you're not going to believe this, but I am going to try a green smoothie right here and right now. <laughs> I just said it. Now I've just said it to all of you people. So I can't go back on it. <laughs> 
But I have been trying, because I knew I was going to do this. When when I read her email, I said, I've got to save that email until I'm ready to try this smoothie. And then I'm going to read it on the air and then I'm going to try it. Um, but I have been trying to bribe Marty for weeks to try it with me. And he will not budge. He and he is usually really easy to, to, you know, to wrangle into doing, trying new things, especially foods. Um, but no, he will not budge. And I have offered back scratching and dish cleaning. <laughs> nope. He just won't have any of it. He, no. But he has offered to help me prepare it. So I guess that's at least something. So um, it, hopefully it won't take me too long to prepare it. So I'm going to call him in here to have me help make the smoothie. But in the meantime, let's play a little of Marty's Diddy. I knew. It. I already told him that you're wimping out on me. Yes, I'm not wimping out. It's just come on, spinach in the smoothie. I have been told that it is good, and we are going to find out. And dang it, I've already committed to everybody that I'm going to taste it. Well, so. yeah, you're going to taste it. I'll make sure. What are you going to do? Okay. Well, let's just. Okay. First thing, <laughs> we have all of our ingredients in here, and let me just find the instructions. First, we're going to need um, two frozen bananas. I have. Already frozen two bananas and put them in a Ziploc bag. Marty is going to be putting them in the blender. <laughs> two frozen bananas, check. Okay. Two oranges, and I have already peeled the oranges. Nice. Which I'm going to steal a little hunk of. Here we go. Um, two oranges, check. Okay. A cup full of frozen pineapple. <laughs> a pineapple, check. Okay. And then water. Okay. So blend it? Yep, blend it. All right, now we come to the spinach. Spinach. <laughs> Let me just try it. Before. No, 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 Marty, dude, no, don't drink it. Uh, you ruiner. Mm, it's good at this point. I'm oh, just saying, God. you know, scientifically, we need to know at what point Whatever. if it turns bad, what point does it turn bad? You're just a wuss. Here, try some. I don't. That is good. It's good. So if nothing else, this is a good recipe for a smoothie at this point. All right. Now we need a cup full of spinach, which is this. I just opened the bag and I'm gonna stick half it. It's gonna be filled like that. That's a cup. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you folks. It does not look good. At this point, it does not look good. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's now it. that's it. Well, Supposedly right. that's it. Now here's our glasses. Now listen, Marty. I if I try this, mm -hmm. which I've already said I'm going to. Yeah, you're trying. It. If I, <laughs> I'm not trying it, dude. <laughs> Did you hear me? I'm yes. going to try it. Okay. Down the hatch. If I try it, will you try it? No. Why? I'm not trying it. Why? Well, if you try it, you say it's fantastic. I'll try it. Okay. Let's just see. 
It is really good. Liar. I'm not kidding. You're a liar. No, seriously. You cannot even taste the spinach in it. Right. You cannot taste the spinach in I it. I can see it. How can I not taste you, it? You cannot. You're going to have to find out. It's fantastic. Taste it. Okay. Right now. I'll taste it. I'll taste it. It's good. It's just Did you good. taste it? Yeah, it's just as good. Did you fake it? No. Okay, he's definitely drinking it. <laughs> it's good. It tastes just like it did before. Before we put the spinach, you can't taste the spinach. So why were you so hesitant to taste it? Because it's green. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, would you give it your thumbs up? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Okay, I agree. Thumbs up. Would right. you try it if it was brown? Because I heard if we put blueberries in there it, and mix it with the with the uh, spinach, it turns brown. Uh, I don't want that. But <laughs> if you put maybe if you it's brown because you put chocolate in it or something, chocolate <laughs> and peanut butter. Oh, chocolate and peanut butter and spinach. Yes. <gasps> we'll have to try. Folks, we'll try that and then we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marty. You're welcome. You can leave. You can leave my smoothie. Yes. <laughs> well. As you can see, it really, really was good. I really, really appreciate that um, suggestion. It was very, very delicious, and I am very surprised that you can, you literally cannot taste the spinach. And not to say that spinach tastes bad, but just something about it being mixed with fruit, you know, and going down cold, it just <laughs> did not sit right with me. But seriously, it's very, very good. So I can see how. Um, it would be a really good choice to try and get some of your greens that way, especially for kids, because they'd never know, you know, um, that it was spinach even at all. And you could just sneak it in there. <laughs> but um, getting back to listener mail, here is another email from an old friend of mine from high school. And her name is Tracy. Hey, Wendy, you and your husband look so great. Wow, the before and after pictures are amazing. I have about 40 pounds to lose. I have a treadmill that glares at me every morning when I wake up, a gym membership that hasn't been used for eight months, and no motivation. Do you have any suggestions to get started with diet? I had a baby at 36, and it is so hard to get the weight off. Your site has given me hope. Miss you. Add me to your Facebook. Hello to your dad, XOXO Tracy. Thank you so much for writing me, Tracy. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> And incidentally, I have always wanted to talk to you after high school, after graduation, um, just to let you folks know, I kind of lost touch with Tracy a little bit. She moved someplace and I moved someplace and we didn't swap contact information. And so I lost track of her. Um, but I recently got in touch with her again and it's been so great. And, um, but I need to, I need to apologize to you, Tracy. Um, I have always wanted to apologize for something that happened <laughs> when we were in high school. <clears throat> okay. Tracy. <laughs> okay. This is serious. I can't be laughing. Tracy, this is a serious, this is a serious apology. Tracy, remember when you and that group of 10 other girls came over to my house for that slumber party and we listened to Depeche Mode and Duran Duran all night. And then the next day, we spent swimming in the river outside my house. And you remember that? Okay. Um, well, somebody, and I'm not going to mention any names. Heather. Heather. It was Heather. <laughs> somebody found your bra and dipped it in the river and then put it in the freezer. <laughs> 
Remember finding your frozen solid bra in my freezer? <laughs> okay. Well, though I was not actively involved in this incident, I have been watching Judge Judy, and I know that because this incident occurred at my house and I was aware that it was taking place, I am at least partially responsible. So, Tracy, I am truly sorry for my part in the freezing of your bra. <laughs> should, you would like, should you like a replacement bra, I'd be happy to buy one for you. <laughs> that feels so much better. I mean, the years I have spent thinking about that. <laughs> what a load off my mind. But thank you, Tracy, for writing to me. Um, and I hope you're doing well. And here's another email from a lady named Deb. Dear Wendy, picture this. 3.34 a.m., unable to sleep. For, quote, dinner last night, I had two bowls of vanilla ice cream smothered with chocolate sauce. For, quote, dessert, I had a can of pop and chocolate caramel cheesecake. It's no wonder my tummy is feeling icky, and yes, I deserve it. I have listened to all your podcasts to date. I need to start over, and this time, do more than listen to them. I need to visualize your pictures. Thanks for posting them. Congratulations to you and your hubby. I need to smarten, yell at my fat. I'm going to take that suggestion and put a brown bag over my head with holes cut out to see. Looking in the mirror at my body will allow me to yell at my fat. Seeing and feeling where the fat is will make me want to say, This is it, fat! Enough of growing on my body! Get lost, fat! I'll make yelling at my fat a weekly routine. How long will it take for me to lose 40 pounds? We'll see. But less fat will mean more sleep and a healthier me. Looking forward to more podcasts. Thanks and congrats again, Deb. Deb, thank you so much for your email. Um, and I know that you've read the email I wrote back, so I won't get too in-depth into it now. Um, but I, I'm really proud of you for, for recognizing what's happening with your eating habits. And um, I really hope that this episode, um, when, it, when it actually starts, <laughs> when I start talking about the topic today, I hope that it really does help you because I think it will. Um, and there is another email here, one last one that ties in very nicely with what Deb said in her email. And this one is from Tamara. Our friend Tamara from Huntsville, Alabama. Does anybody remember her? Her name is Tamara. She's from Huntsville, Alabama. And she left me a voicemail. <laughs> she was the very first person to call and leave me a voicemail. And um, she asked if I remembered her. And I said, of course I remember you. <laughs> but here is what Tamara had to say. Hey, Wendy, this is Tamara from Huntsville, Alabama again. I was one of the first people who left you a voicemail. I have news. I have recently become a vegetarian and am enjoying the new lifestyle change. Although I've made my lifestyle change, I'm still having a hard time staying motivated and not eating junk food. Although I've avoided meat, I'll be the first to admit I'm a sugar junkie, cakes, cookies, etc. My husband is also on this weight loss journey with me, but he still cooks big portions, and I don't want to hurt his feelings, but at the same time, I realize that overeating will just add to more weight gain. I'm exercising, but my eating is out of whack, and this really irritates me. I'm participating in a lose-to-win weight loss contest in my city, and the final weigh-in is in July. While I started with a lot of momentum, 
Now the spark is fizzling out. Some days I get so sad because I feel like the weight's never going to come off. It's really weird because I have tons of weight loss books and I'm a member of sparkpeople.com as well as Flickr, but it's so hard when you know what you had to do and how to do it, but you just can't keep doing it all the time. I don't know if that made sense, but thanks for reading my letter. Keep creating more shows because you're an inspiration to millions. Thanks for being you, Tamara. <laughs> First off, Tamara, thank you so much for that sweet email. And to all of you millions of people out there listening to this, and I know there are millions of you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> No, seriously, that was very, very sweet. I really appreciate the sentiment. It was it was really, really sweet. Thank you, Tamara. And regarding both Tamara and Deb's emails, if you've listened to some of my earlier episodes, you'll undoubtedly remember my birthday cake and Little, Cra Little Caesar's Crazy Bread stories. Remember those stories? I definitely, definitely had a problem with, first of all, eating the wrong foods. And second, eating way too much of them. I mean, there has got to be a happy medium from what my brain wanted and what my stomach wanted. And I just never found it and um, until recently. And, and the, the quantity of food that I have consumed in my lifetime already is just plain ridiculous. I, I just for example, I can't even tell you how many boxes of cereal I personally went through in one week, but it was definitely more than 10. I would go through seriously more than 10 boxes of cereal in one week. And that is a lot of cereal, <laughs> as you all know, and quite expensive. <laughs> but I could eat an entire box of Cocoa Pebbles in one sitting. Easy, easy, sometimes even more than that. If I had two boxes right there, I could easily, easily eat two boxes of Cocoa Pebbles in one sitting. And I would have cereal for breakfast and dinner. So it was insane. I mean, and it has just been such a problem for me for so long. I, I just feel the need. I've just got to tell you guys what I've learned about portions because I learned how to adjust them. And when I adjusted my portions, that was when I started to lose weight. That was the, one of the main things I did was adjust my portions. And I just really hope that some of the tips that I'm going to give you here are going to help you adjust your portions too, and that you can lose weight and, and live a healthy life. And um, I, I really hope that this, this sinks in or clicks with some of you out there for what I'm going to, about to tell you about. But first, I want to say this, and this is really important. Too much of anything is not a good thing. I mean, if you eat too much of even the best foods in one sitting, it is not going to help you live a healthy life. It will not help you. Even carrots. Uh, one time I read this story uh, about this actress from the 70s. I don't know if any of you remember her, but her name is Susan Day. And she used to be on a TV show called The Partridge Family. Remember that Partridge Family? Come on, get happy. love the Partridge family. Actually, even more than the Partridge family, I love the Brady Bunch. I loved the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. No, I <laughs> just really loved that show. But anyway, um, there was a lot of pressure back on Susan when she was younger to be very thin. And um, she developed an eating disorder, you know, which I think a lot of child actors probably did. 
and, and maybe even have now, but uh, all she would eat was carrots and she just would eat carrots. That's it all the time. And after a while, her skin actually started to turn orange. And that was how people found out that she even had an eating disorder. They, they didn't have any idea what was wrong with her, why she was so thin and how she stayed so thin. And until they realized that all she was eating was, was uh, carrots. Hello. <laughs> and um, it just turned her skin orange. Is that amazing? That is amazing to me that that happened to her. I can't even believe it. But, um, man, it makes me want to rethink my love of blueberries. <laughs> so I don't want to be blue. <laughs> no, but seriously, she was obviously hungry each day. And then the fact that she would only eat carrots, she had to eat a lot of carrots in order to satisfy her hunger. And she just ended up eating way too much of them. And so too much of a good, good thing is definitely not a good thing. Um, so... Where do I start when it comes to portions? I, there, there has been a lot of talk lately about the old food pyramid and portion guidelines for various foods and things. And I'm not really talking right now about how many portions of grains you should have each day versus how many portions of fruits and everything. I'm not talking about that right now. What I'm, what I'm doing this episode on specifically is when you're hungry and you're getting ready to eat, how much food is too much? What's the uh, adequate amount of food in a portion? How much can your stomach really hold at one time? And the answer to that last question is that it definitely varies because now all of you know I am not a doctor. <laughs> what? All this time, Wendy, all this time I thought you were a doctor. You never told me you weren't a doctor. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. <clears throat> My mother always wanted me to be a nurse, but I, I, I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't, I cause I always wanted to help people when I was a kid. I would always help people and animals and stuff. And I kind of had a tender heart when I was, well, I still have a tender heart, but especially when I was a kid and she used to say, Oh, Wendy, honey, you're going to have to be a nurse. And I would just say, Oh mommy, no, <laughs> no mommy. I don't like needles. No mommy. But I appreciate <clears throat> I'm getting on a side topic here, but I appreciate all the doctors and nurses out there in the world. You're wonderful people. Thank you for being you. Um, but no, I am definitely not a doctor, but I do happen to know a little bit about the human body that I've learned and acquired this information over the last few years specifically. And one of the things about stomachs, specifically the adult, you know, human stomach, is that it will hold a little bit over one quart of food and liquid at one time comfortably. And you all can imagine a quart of ice cream, you know, about the size of a quart of ice cream or uh, a quart of orange juice, you know, the skinny, tall, little skinny bottles. That is a quart. And it really isn't that much if you think about it. I mean, I can drink a quart of water in three gulps if I'm thirsty enough. I mean, I've got some water right here and I could guzzle it right now. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so a quart really isn't that much. Um, <clears throat> But your stomach can hold about a quart of food and liquid combined is all. And this is without stretching it. Because if you kind of imagine, this is the way I imagine it anyway, um, a water balloon. When you're filling a water balloon, there is a point when you're filling it where you know that it is full. And then there is a point if you keep going that it will start to get to get much bigger 
And if the color is of the balloon is red when you start it, a dark red, it starts to get lighter and lighter in color and pink and because and, and, it's stretching out so much, and yet, yet it can still hold it. You know what I'm saying? So there's that difference there between a full balloon and an over full, you know, balloon, water balloon. So um, even though your stomach is designed to hold a maximum of about a quart of food at one time, food and water at one time, it can stretch out to hold over six times that if you eat too much in one sitting. So you can you can eat six times what your stomach can comfortably hold in one sitting if you choose to do that. And it's, remember that movie? Did any of you see that movie with uh, Brad Pitt called Seven? It was with Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, I remembered all their names. Um, oh, anyway, that movie. Oh, there was a guy in there who, who ate until his stomach exploded. Do you remember that? Ugh. That was a bad scene. That was a bad scene. But that that just reminds me of me. Well, not that guy in the movie Seven. That he doesn't remind me of me. But the the whole issue of of overeating reminds me of me um, because that was what my my big issue was was stretching out my stomach and I would just. I hate that feeling of being too full and knowing that I had just stretched out my stomach, but yet I would forget that feeling when I sat down and started my next meal. You know, it was like I had some sort of selective food memory going on, kind of like Marty <laughs> and his selective memory of tickling and, and panic words. <clears throat> We're not going to get into that again. <laughs> anyway. But I had some kind of selective food memory and I would just forget what it felt like to overeat and because I would be conscious as I was overeating, you know, but then when I was hungry again, I, I just had no memory of that pain. And, and I had pain, both physical and emotional pain when I would overeat. And so I would typically overeat and stretch my stomach out over and over and over again. And it is definitely not that I wanted to do it, but I was, I was just hungry. And somebody, usually me, put a large portion of food in front of me and make no mistake about it. I was going to eat it. I mean, I was going to eat all of it no matter what. So, um, I've talked a little bit about this before and, um, but in order to, to better describe, I think to all of you, how I got my portions under control, I, I am going to need to bring it up again because it is so important to, to get this part here. Marty and I, um, started our weight loss journey by eating the Jenny Craig vegetarian meal plan. And we could have chosen any any of the plans out there. We happened to choose Jenny Craig because they had a nice vegetarian plan. And, oh, I have to tell you something. <laughs> I have to go off topic in the middle of my big speech uh, about portions. But um, this is definitely off topic. But I have to say that Marty and I are currently starring in a Jenny Craig commercial with Valerie Bertinelli. <laughs> it's so cool. I'm just, I, this is surreal. We, we actually filmed a commercial with Valerie Bertinelli in Los Angeles a couple of months ago, and we just got word that it's now airing all across the United States, and that is so exciting. And some of you have already emailed me and told me that you've seen it, and that is awesome. I mean, people I have never even met personally have seen it, so this is so cool. But um, we spent the whole day filming it and just had a blast, and Valerie was so nice. It just kind of makes you sick. 
I hate her. <laughs> no, really, she she's so nice. And um, exactly the person that you see on TV is, is who she is. There's nothing fake about her. She's just wonderful. We just had a ball. And we learned all of the director and actor lingo that goes on during a commercial. And at one point, this is so funny, Valerie asked for a half apple. She says, can I get a half apple? Just like that. And Marty and I were like, Oh, brother, here we go. You know, you've heard about those actors and, and musicians that only want to eat the green M&Ms and you have to have, you can't have any cranberries anywhere near their dressing room or they freak out, you know, things like that. <laughs> and we're all new to this whole Hollywood thing. So we're standing there going, oh my goodness, she's asking for half an apple. Give her the whole apple. She can eat the whole apple. You know, <laughs> that's what we were thinking. But then they come out with this block of wood that is three inches high. And this is so when, because we'd already filmed the scenes where Valerie was walking and you saw her legs and her feet. So then she wanted to take off her pumps because she had three inch heels on. She wanted to take them off and stand there for the rest of the shots because they were going to be from the waist up. So a half apple is a, is a block of wood that is three inches high. So now you know. <laughs> But it, it was really, really fun. And, oh, one last thing. They called us the talent all day long, and that was so cool. <laughs> and Marty, every time somebody would call us by our names, he would say, we prefer to be referred to as Mr. and Mrs. Talent, if you don't mind. <laughs> then everybody would just start laughing. <laughs> just really, really fun. We just had a lot of fun with it. And <clears throat> I only had two lines. And Marty had like five lines, and I don't know how he got so many more lines than me, but he did. But And I'm not trying to plug any particular company. I want you all to know that I'm not trying to say, you know, you're going to have to buy Jenny Craig or you're not going to lose weight. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just telling you all of this because this is an after effect of something that a decision that Marty and I made, and it worked. And uh, utilizing their vegetarian plan really did help us, and we're just really proud of our accomplishments. And, um, when they asked us to, us to appear in this commercial, we were just more than happy to do it. And it was so much fun. And, and I hope you get a chance to see it. And I will post a link to it on my website. If you're, if you're interested in, you know, and also this is really funny. This is totally, totally off the top of my head, which is the way I do most episodes, <laughs> but I just, I, Marty and I, what we do We've done this a couple times. We haven't done it in a long time, but we a couple times right after the commercial, we've reenacted the commercial for friends and family that haven't seen it, that you know that had no way to see it. Like my sister doesn't even have TV. Those kind of people. Um, but uh, I'm going to ask him if he'll come in and reenact it with me, <laughs> just for fun. I mean, this is totally off topic. You can fast forward through this part if you want, <laughs> but this will be fun. So let me just see if I can get Marty. I don't know if he's still out there. Marty. Marty, honey, I'm dying in here. There's a bad guy, he's gonna kill me. I've fallen. <laughs> Y'all done? Yeah. Hey, I'm recording. I'm recording. Oh, hello. <laughs> hey, Marty, sit down. I don't wanna drink anything. I <laughs> know, Hey, honey, um, I've been telling everybody about our commercial. Uh, yes. Yes. And I told everybody that um, you wouldn't mind reenacting it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I get to be Val. Okay. I'll be Marty. <laughs> no, I'm Wendy, and I get to be Val. You want to be Val? You be Val. 
No, no. You be Val. You're Val because you're a girl. Yeah, but yeah, but okay. Because I don't want people to get confused and because be I am so close to Valerie Bertinelli. I mean, yes. like we are like virtually identical. <laughs> well, you'll have to say this is Val, this is me, and then they'll get it. Okay. And then you do the announcer because the announcer is one uh, too. I can't do all of that. <laughs> okay, I'll do the announcer. Okay. Okay, here we go. So we're walking in. Walk, walk, walk. And this is Val. So you two lost how much weight on Jenny Craig? Together we lost 231 pounds. But see, I don't remember her part. He says like, uh, um, well, that's... Oh, that, wow. And you did this on Jenny Direct, right? Jenny's at, at home program? And I nod. So what was your favorite part? That's what she says. So what was your favorite part? <laughs> We're screwing this off really okay. bad. And then this is your turn. Um, well, we talked to our consultant over the phone in the privacy of our own home. We just found it so easy. For me, it was a convenience. Really delicious food delivered right to my door. It was great. And we've never been happier. <laughs> now you... Uh, now lose 20 pounds for $20. Uh, plus the cost of food, call 1-800-96-JENNY. And then, if we can do this, so can you. Call Jenny today. Yay! Oh, man. We're so, we're, this is sad. It's sad. Thank you for coming in here and doing that with me. You're welcome. That was easy. I'm really surprised you did it. Oh, that was so much fun. So, thank you so much for bearing with me on that. <laughs> that, was, that was a little over the top, but thank you very much for hanging in there. And getting back to what I was saying, one of the main reasons why all of our diets that Marty and I had tried in the past had failed was because neither of us knew how to control our portions. And Jenny Craig and many, many other weight loss programs out there stress the importance of portion control. That's what they do. And they only give you meals that are portioned out correctly. And this is also true with some of those low-calorie frozen meals that you can find in the grocery store. They are already portioned out to appropriate portions. So if we eat only one of them, then we would know that we would never overeat. So just eating one one portion, one meal of a frozen kind of an entree, that's the appropriate portion that you should be eating. <clears throat> and by doing that, with, with by eating Jenny Craig, it really helped us control our hunger because we were losing weight e much easier um, because we were being fed basically all the time in the correct portions. We weren't eating so much at one time. We were It was being spread out throughout the day. And our stomachs actually started to shrink down because they weren't being overly stretched anymore. And over time, it, it took less and less food to fill us up. So we would eat less food and then our body processed that food better and then it was just running more efficiently and in turn, we just would lose weight. So it was just really, really amazing how it all worked out and it all tied back into portions. And your next question is probably going to be, you know, this is great information if you're eating pre-portioned meals from a store. That's very easy because you can, it tells you right on the package how much a portion is. But what do I eat when I'm making the, my meal at home? How much do I eat then? Or when I'm eating out at a restaurant, how do I know, you know, how much is too much? 
So, and I've got some visual cues that can help you. And not everybody has a food scale at their fingertips. You can purchase one on my store at yellatyourfat.com. No, not everybody has a food scale at their fingertips. And certainly uh, my drawer full of measuring cups is just a mess. So it's like, you know, when you think about it, when you want a bowl of cereal, how, you know, reasonable is it to think that you're going to go through and get your, find your cup, measuring cup, go to your cereal, pour it out, measure it. You know, these things just get missed when you're in a hurry or when you're really hungry, um, you tend to misjudge the amount of food that you're eating. And so I have some of these cues that I can give you to help you realize what portion you're actually eating of each item. So let me just give you an example. If you're making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and who doesn't make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because <laughs> they're delicious. Um, but if you're making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you notice on the jar of peanut butter that it says there are 210 calories in one serving of peanut butter, let's say, for example, and one serving is equivalent to two tablespoons, you're, you're thinking, you know, I'm not going to go and walk over to the drawer and find the measuring spoons and then get the tablespoon out, dip it in the peanut butter, and then get a knife or, you know, use your finger <laughs> to level it off, um, and then try to get all the peanut butter out of the tablespoon so you're not, you know, wasting any of that tablespoon, and then do it all over again to get your two tablespoons. I mean, it, it is not rational. It's just not something that people do. People on a, any given day do not do that with their peanut butter. <laughs> they just don't do it. So here's a cue that you can use instead of that. Two tablespoons is the same size as an Oreo cookie. <laughs> oh, surprise, she's bringing up an Oreo cookie. But no, it, it, you, you'd think it would be a lot more. You'd think two tablespoons is just a lot, but it's not. It's the size of an Oreo cookie. So if you were to put your peanut butter on your bread and you could make the shape of a cookie... Um, the size of an Oreo, that would be it. That would be two tablespoons right there. It's also the same as a bottle of, a uh, standard bottle of nail polish. So, um, and you're like thinking a nail polish. I mean, I'd rather have the cookie. <laughs> but no, it's just so you, everybody knows how, how big a cookie is. So you'll, you'll have no trouble there. Um, and, and it's, it's so important to pay attention to these portions because like, um, this is a big one for me, like um, it, one cup of something. Every, it seems like everything that, a lot of things that I eat, say one cup of it is a serving, like um, pretzels or cereal or ice cream, something like that. If you need one cup, it's about the same size as a baseball or a light bulb. So um, one, one ounce of a snack food is like one rounded handful. So those are some, some kind of mental cues that you can think of in your head when you're told to give, be given um, one cup of something. Is it the size of a baseball? Or is it, the, is it one rounded handful? Just one hand, one rounded handful of something. So keep these things in mind when you're preparing food at home so you can, you know, you can count out your calories better by knowing how much you're eating. Um, now, I have one visual cue that is probably going to help you more than anything else. And... Of course, what would a piece of information be without an accompanying story? <laughs> an accompanying story to drive it home, you know what I mean? Okay, here's this little story that was told to me by Marty, and it is something that happened to him when he was growing up. And 
It is a very simple story and it probably will have no direct meaning in your life, but I can tell you this, you will never, ever be able to forget the story for as long as you live. <laughs> I'm just telling you that right now. I'm just letting it out. Once you hear it, you cannot unhear it and it will forever be ingrained in your head. Okay. <laughs> it sounds very scary. <laughs> It's not scary. It's not a scary story. It's a little scary, but yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's pretty scary. <laughs> it's not even that good. Okay, Here we go. It's very, very simple. One time when Marty was about 13, uh, he walked into his kitchen and he found his stepdad, Harold, there uh, loading the dishwasher. And specifically, Harold was loading some silverware into those little separated utensil baskets, you know, that you find in the dishwashers. And um, he was putting silverware in there. And Marty says, hey, Harold, why don't you just put all the spoons in one section and the knives in another section and the forks in another section? And then when the dishes are clean, you can just grab all the spoons at once and just put everything away faster, you know. And to me, that seems like a very, very reasonable question and very yeah, a helpful question. Yeah, I'll do that. You know, yes, Marty, I will do that. That's thank you for the suggestion is what I would think that Harold would say. But no, it was almost as if he had been told this story when he was 13 or something. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I don't know. I, he, he knew. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they had dishwashers when he was 13, but I'm not sure. <laughs> He's not old. He's not an old man. He's a young man. I don't know why I would think that, but I don't know how long dishwashers have been around. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, so, but what he did was he answered Marty with, you know, nope, can't do that. I'm not, no, I can't, can't do that. And it's like, what? And when Marty was telling me the story, I said, what do you mean? He can't do that. He can't put all the spoons in one little section and all the knives. And why, why did you ask him why Marty? <laughs> And, and, um, it, this is what Harold said. He said, if you stick all the spoons together in the same section, then they'll spoon themselves together and the areas between them won't get clean. And it, the same goes for the knives and for the forks. So you have to mix everything up and have a little bit of everything in each section so that there's a lot of space between everything. So everything gets clean. And you know what? I, I believe that. And and Marty believes it. That was a brilliant response. And to this day, every single time either Marty or I go to load the utensils into the dishwasher, Harold's comment is always there. And there is no way that we can ever get that out of our head when we are loading utensils. It is always there. And now it's going to be ingrained in your brain too. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> you are never, ever, not ever, going to be able to put a spoon or a knife or a fork into your dishwasher without thinking of Harold <laughs> or me. <laughs> Sorry, I hate to do that to you, but I did it. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Oh, man. Hey, I'm really burning some calories with us laughing, I'm telling you. Okay. Okay, so the point of the story is to illustrate, first of all, how easily something simple can get ingrained into your brain, you know, and 
all it takes is an easy, simple story or some, something to visualize, something simple to remember every single time you're, you're doing something that will make you remember it. And when it comes to portions, most people don't really have any stories or reference points to refer back to when they think about portions, you know, but now you will because I'm going to give you this little visual uh, cue that um, with respect to portions that will hopefully stay into your brain as long as Harold's spoons do. <laughs> so here it is. This is this is the thing to visualize. Every single time you're going to get some food, um, a main entree, you're getting ready to dish some pasta, whatever it is, this is what you should remember. Don't eat anything more than what will fill in your cupped hands in one sitting. So if you imagine yourself cupping your hands together in front of you, like holding it out, um, please, sir, may I have some more? <laughs> like that, just holding your hands out in a cupped you know, manner. Imagine that somebody is um, putting spaghetti there and you're about ready to, to dish out your serving of spaghetti. Visualize your hands cupped in front of you and that somebody has just put that serving into your own hands. How much can you hold without it overflowing onto the floor? And eat no more than that, than that much. And another example is like you're at a restaurant or you know, you order a burrito or something. And can you fit it into your hands without it being piled above the threshold of your thumbs? You know, and here's an example. Oh my gosh, Chipotle. Chipotle Mexican Grill. <laughs> I love Chipotle burritos. And if you happen to live in an area of the world that does not have a Chipotle, I am so sorry. I am so, so sorry for you because these, these places are awesome and the food is so good. And, um, but these burritos, they are enormous. And if you have been stretching your stomach out for months or years or, or even decades, then eating one of their burritos, an entire burrito, plus a bag of chips is very possible. It's even probable. I mean, I did. That's what Marty and I would eat. We would eat an entire burrito ourselves, plus a bag of their little bag of chips each, plus our own guacamole dip. So that's what we would eat every time. And we would eat the whole thing. And, um, but once you begin to control your portions and adjust your portions, um, better, you're only going to be able to eat half of that. If that much half of one of those burritos in one sitting. You just physically will not be able to eat the whole thing anymore, which is good because, you know, you get to eat the other half another day for lunch. So that's really nice. It's like two meals in one. But only eat what can fit in your hands. Um, cereal is another good example. If you have a friend, which I hope you all have a friend, <laughs> but if someone is nearby, um, you know, a husband or wife or a friend, child, somebody um, that can pour a bowl of cereal into your hands, do that. Put Get a bowl out. You're getting ready to have some cereal. Get a bowl out. Put your hands over the bowl like you're making a bowl with your own hands. Then have the person pour the cereal directly into your hands and don't let it overflow. And then drop that cereal right into the bowl and that's how much you should eat. That's your portion right there. So, And then you can kind of get a, a visual on how much should be in each bowl. So forevermore, you won't need your friend around. You just know how far up into the bowl you should go with your cereal when you're pouring it. So hopefully that... Uh, that that mental uh, image will stay with you. Um, and, and I really hope it does because um, it is so easy, especially like you're at a buffet. 
places where you can control how much you eat of something, it just just try, just really, really try to remember your hands being cupped in front of you like a bowl and how much can fit in there. And just don't, don't, don't eat more than that. Don't eat more than that. That's your portion. That's what you should eat. Don't eat more than that. So um, we just get into trouble weight-wise when we forget the size of our stomachs. And we just forget what, you know, an adequate portion really looks like. And you know this, if you're one of those people that, and I've gotten a couple of emails from some people about this, um, who are saying that they feel like they're doing everything right. I mean, they're, they're eating really good, healthy foods and they're, they're exercising all the time. Um, they're getting enough sleep and they're drinking enough water and they still can't seem to lose any weight. I mean, they're just stuck. I say, take a look at your portions. It may be in your portions. You may be eating too much um, because you can shave off over half of your calories every single day if you just ensure that you're eating the portion that you think you're eating. You know what I'm saying? If you think you're eating a cup of something and you realize that it's not a cup, chances are you're eating twice as much as what you think you are. So... Um, just think about that. Um, and if all else fails, you know, just, just, just really think about this and visualize the food sitting in your hands. And, um, whenever you have a chance, have somebody actually pour food into your hands. It's really, I know it sounds like weird and maybe even a little gross if you're talking about spaghetti or something, but seriously, it, it's a good exercise and, and it, it's something that is really powerful because you can feel the weight of the food as it's, in your hands. You know how much it, it is when you plop it down onto the plate. So it's it's really good. If you have the opportunity to do it, I suggest all of you go out, have somebody pour food into your hands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now at this time, I would like to take a pause from our normally scheduled program. <laughs> this is a test. Oh, do you remember those? I used to have those come on TV all the time when I was growing up. It would go um, and I'm, I'm going to do this from memory because I, I totally know this. It'd go, beep, and then it would say, this is a test. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. The broadcasters in your area, in voluntary cooperation with FCC and other local authorities, have developed this test to keep you informed in the event of an emergency. Had this been an actual emergency, the attention signal you just heard would have been followed by news, weather, or other information. This concludes this test of the emergency broadcast system. Came out. The single just came out. Oh, when my poop hears this, he's gonna laugh. That was the seagull. Oh man. <laughs> I actually have that memorized. You know what else? I have a really good memory. I know all the words to um Fresh Prince's um DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Um parents just don't understand. So you know what? You know, in, in a future episode when I'm feeling a little bit silly, I don't know, I never do feel silly. So when I decide to stop being so serious, 
and have a little fun with this show, I might sing you that song <laughs> from memory because I can do it. Anyway, um, I want you um, to, we're just going to put everything on hold here and I need to take a little pause, like I said, and have a little award ceremony. We're going to have a little award ceremony for the winner of the pop quiz from the last episode. So here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to thank you all for coming. At this time, I'd like to honor one of you who has far exceeded the expectations of her peers. This woman, single-handedly, correctly answered both answers in the pop quiz. Folks, all the way from the great state of Iowa, let's hear a round of applause for Vicki. It's Vicky from the Green Smoothies. <laughs> Good job. Okay, so for those of you who don't remember, during the last episode, I gave a pop quiz and I asked two questions. And the first one was, what's my favorite definition of inspire? And the second one was, what is the nickname that my poop calls me? And the answer to number one was easy and it was to breathe life into. Um, and she got that one right off the bat. But the answer to number two was a little trickier, and um, this is really funny. <laughs> it's really funny that I chose the question about my poop to be question number two. T did any of you pick up on that? That's kind of spooky. My poop was number two. <laughs> oh, boy. It's probably about time to wrap up this episode. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Anyway. I wanted to clear that up. Um, the, the nickname that my poop calls me is Weedy, spelled W-E-E-D-Y. And he has called me that. He's called me Weedy since I was a freshman in college. And in a nutshell, um, here's, here's what happened. I was in my dorm room at college, and I was talking to him on the phone one time. And my roommate came in with my mail. And as I was talking to him, I told him that it looked like my very first credit card had arrived. I, you know, had applied for one of those credit cards where it got, gave you like a hundred dollar limit or something. And they gave me a, a water bottle. <laughs> oh, I got to have that water bottle. I better sign up for that visa. <laughs> I know you all know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so I had just gotten, it had just come in the mail and I was so excited. And I, uh, I told him about it. He says, yeah, open it up, open it up, take a look at it. So I opened it up while I was on the phone with him and I was so happy and it was so pretty. And I was just like, oh, and I started looking at it a little closer. And I, instead of writing my name, Wendy, they made a typo and wrote it as Weedy. <laughs> and I was so shocked and I was so bummed about it. And I just said, oh, Weedy? Weedy, it says Weedy Poop. And he, oh my gosh, he started laughing and laughing and laughing. He laughed so hard because I was so excited about this. I was so excited. And then to have them spell my name as Weedy, it was just like, you know, a knife twist in my chest. It was horrible. And, but he's calling me Weedy every single day ever since then. That's the only thing he calls me. And he'll rarely call me Wendy. And when he does call me Wendy, 
he's forcing it. It's like me trying to call him dad. I it's it's forced because it's natural for him to call me Lee. <laughs> it's really funny, but um, I still have that card. Incidentally, I have it in my little um, hope chest. Um, so I, I kept it, but, um, very, very funny story and congratulations again, Vicki, um, on winning that pop quiz. And she got, um, a little pedometer doodad for doing that. So that was neat. And one other miscellaneous topic, um, that I want to talk about really quickly is Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Thank you to both Angie from Canada and Cindy from New York, who have started some yell at your fat groups on Facebook. And I have to be honest. I am very, very new. I'm very green <laughs> to the world that is Facebook, but I am learning. And from what I understand, we all uh, need friends. And oh, we all need friends. <laughs> Will you be my friend? <laughs> if you ask me to be your friend, I will say yes. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm really giggly right now. I, I don't know what it is. Anyway, my account is under Wendy at yell at your fat. And it's, it's written like Wendy is my first name. And my last name is at yell at your fat, <laughs> which would be so, so not a good last name. I would have to change that, but my, it's written as Wendy at yell at your fat. So that's the only way they would let me do it. And again, there may be other ways to do this, but I, like I said, I'm new to Facebook, so I did what I could. So my last name is at yell at your fat. Okay. <laughs> um, but thank you, Angie and Cindy, again, for setting up those groups. And folks, if you have a Facebook account and you'd like a friend, I will definitely be your friend. Okay. <laughs> and one last thing. from England. She's a lady. I think she's from England because she says crisps. What are crisps? I'd like to know. I think they're potato chips. I really do. When over here in the U.S. we call them potato chips. There's also one from a lady named Catherine. Of New Mexico. She's a nice girl who likes the show. Thank you for calling me. Hi, Wendy. I just wanted to let you know how much I love your podcast. Um, I've listened to a few weight loss podcasts, um, but they all advise eating chicken, fish, low-fat dairy products. And as a vegan, it was really hard to follow that advice. Um, and then I found you through the Compassionate Cooks Forum, and it was like a light just went on in my head. And... Um, I was vegetarian for six years before becoming vegan, and I've now been vegan for 18 months. But I have to admit, I'm a bit of a junk food vegan. I still love things like crisps, popcorn. I'm, I'm a savoury person. Chocolate doesn't bother me. Um, and I guess that's why I have a weight problem. Um, I'm sometimes a bit embarrassed by the looks I get when I say I'm vegan, because people don't expect you to be overweight when you're vegan. Um, I really love your show, and um, thank you very much. My only real problem is that we're only going to have 139 episodes. So thanks for the show. Bye. 
Hi, Wendy. This is Catherine. I'm calling from New Mexico, and I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I've been listening since you started putting podcasts on the iTunes store, and I really just, I love it. I love it so dearly, and I really wanted to thank you for your wonderful personality, for your fabulous laugh that you put in so many, so much of so many of your episodes. I, I just, it really it brings a smile to my face, and I'm sure it brings a smile to many other listeners' face, faces. Um, I'm here to yell at my fat, but before I do so, I really want to say that to my fat that I recognize that it is the result of some bad eating habits, and I know that it's a good source of inspiration for me to get healthier, and I'm really thankful for that. Also, it's insulated me sometimes, and kept me nice and warm and toasty, so I'm I'm thankful for that too. Okay, so here we go. Hey fat! I'm sick of you playing keep away with my happiness. I'm sick of you hurting my self-esteem and sick of seeing you in the mirror. You have hurt my ability to have confidence long enough. So back off, get off, and stay off. My harmful relations with you have lasted far too long and I am ready to get active and get you off my back and my thighs, and my legs, and my stomach, and my arms. Other than being inspiration, you just do heaps of harm to me, and I will not allow you to dictate the way I see myself, what clothes I wear, or what amount of contentment I have. Sayonara, malvoyage, and good riddance. Um, but just to continue on, I, I really want to thank you so much for your wonderful spirit. You're such a great person, Wendy. Please hang up and try again. <laughs> that was so, so wonderful. I love getting voicemails. Thank you so much for calling me, you guys, and, and for leaving wonderful messages like that. I just love that. Um, you're so nice to do that, and I appreciate everything you said. And if anybody out there would like to leave me a voicemail, please just give me a call at 866-738-0945 and press extension 704. So thank you guys so much for that. And I, I am really, really proud of you guys. I really, really am. Uh, I've, been, I've been reading your emails. I've been reading your posts uh, on forums. I've been reading the comments that you have about the show on iTunes. And you're all getting it. You're starting to click. It's Everything's clicking. You're getting it. And I, I am really proud um, that that you're letting me share it with you. I just, it's such a wonderful feeling. And when you guys, when you get there, when you get to where you know you're at a healthy weight, it is going to be the best feeling you've ever had. You're going to feel emotions about yourself that you have never felt before. You're going to feel pride about yourself that you've never had. It, it is, it is so amazing. I really, really, really wish the best for all of you. I want you to keep going Please keep watching your portions. Just hopefully think of the things that suggestions that I gave you and and try and get a handle on how much you eat. Um, maybe get some smaller bowls, get some smaller spoons. I know some people that eat with baby spoons. It, it's all in how you look at it. Sometimes if you feel like you have to eat everything on your plate, have a smaller plate. Do some things, try some tricks, change things up, and watch your portions, and hopefully you'll start you know, leading a healthier life that way. Um, but congratulations on your choice to take your own life into your own hands. 
You can do this. Have faith in yourself and you will do this. This is Wendy for Yell at Your Fat. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.